Praise God, you can be seated. Wow. Give it up for our worship team. Can you do that? Praise God. God bless you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, church, for showing up. Amen. Thank you, God, for showing off. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I told the first service, and I'll tell you the same thing. I would be okay if we rolled the clocks back every Sunday. <laughs> Y'all seem awake and alert, and it's so good, uh, so good that you would, uh, you'd come out and just worship. We're going to set some people free today. How many's ready to get set free, man? We're going to set some people free. Um, I'm changing my message up just a little bit from the first service. First service is, first service is really good. Uh, second service is going to be even better. Uh, we're going to see some freedom take place. Um, but I got to give you a couple announcements really quickly. So um, December the 9th, we're going to do Christmas up in Cherokee. So we want you to be a part of that. We are taking over uh, the church that we partnered with uh, for the outreach back in July. And so what I mean by taking over, we're going to help them in some spiritual context. Uh, Brian and Tammy Poker up there today preaching. We'll have some live preaching up there once or twice a month. And they're going to zoom in. Uh, live stream down here a couple times a month as well. So uh, they'll be preaching the same sermon series that we are. Uh, we felt uh, they kind of reached out, we kind of reached out, so everything's kind of reaching out together. And so on December the 9th, we want to do a Christmas service up there on, on, on the 9th at night. And so if you can, after we're done with service, the two services in the morning, grab by tea. We're going to load up and just go on up there, have service at 6 o'clock that night. And uh, if you would like to, what we've asked them is to give us some names of some community people that might need some Christmas presents so that we can, as a church, go buy some Christmas presents. How many think that would be a good thing just to bless the church and, and bless them? So we're going to give away Thanksgiving baskets down here. We may give away some up there, and then we're going to just buy some presents, take them up. We'll have names of family sizes and all that. Those of you who like to shop, we might just put you into it, or if, you, or if we have names of that and you want to go out and shop for them, we're going to get that figured out. Jamie and I will be up there um, in a couple of weeks on a Wednesday night to visit with their leadership team and go over some strategies and just pray with them and talk some more about the ninth. And so we just want to be a blessing to them uh, because we have a great church that likes to bless people. Amen? So uh, it'll be good. It'll be really good and fun. It's going to be enjoyable. So if you can, 6 o'clock to probably 7.30 so you can still get back later that night. I know it's effort. I know it, it takes time out of your schedule. But, uh, you know, sometimes we're in a place of need. And this is a campus that is in a place of need. And we want to just bless them and, and bless their socks off. So thank you for uh, being a part of that. And I'll give you an amount on our offering from last week. Uh, some people asked if they could give today. You can give today. You can give tomorrow. You can give Wednesday. You can give next Thursday. It doesn't matter. You can give all the time you want. So uh, we're, we're still waiting for some people uh, th that have said they're going to give or versus, you know, come in. So as soon as they, all the amounts come in, we'll give you a final tally on how we, how we did towards the downtown building. Uh, we got the paperwork back, I think. And so we're the contractor has given us a bid, and we're going to be full steam ahead. I expect to start construction down there sometime this month, the month of November. So uh, it's going to be good. Then we'll have this campus, that campus, Cherokee, and then our online. Give our online a big shout out, would you? We've got a lot of people that watch online. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, you know, listen, the presence of God is everywhere. So you're watching in, you're connecting with us, and that's a, that's a good soul tie. So just receive and, and get everything that God has for you. Amen? So uh, we're talking about uh, this series is th a thankful heart, the power of a thankful heart. Being thankful, it's 
Thanksgiving season, you know, you think, oh, okay, Pastor, we always talk about that. I really got something for you. I think it's, it's going to free some people up in here. And uh, there's power in Thanksgiving. There's power in being thankful. There's power in those things. And the Lord's really kind of walked me through some stuff and showed me some things. And so I think what we're going to do is read my text because I like, I like giving a scriptural basis then I'm going to kind of fly through my, my four points really quickly because I need to get to a part that the Lord really showed me. And then we're going to, we're going to do some things with the, with the worship team and some of the scriptures that involved in just freeing those things up, being surrounded, fighting those battles. So I am going to ask you to stand for the reading of the word today out of Psalm, the 89th chapter. We're going to read verse 1 and then we're going to read 20 through 24 so that you have text of you know where I'm going. I will sing about the Lord's faithful love forever. David speaking, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations with my mouth. I have found David my servant, the Lord's reply. I have anointed him with my sacred oil. How many want to be anointed today? I mean, you, you want God's anointing on you. Amen. My hand will always be with him, and my arm will strengthen him. The enemy will not afflict him. How many is ready for the enemy just to go in Jesus' name? Amen. Get rid of those. No wicked man will oppress him. I love that. That's a word for God. Okay, verse uh, 23. I will crush. Everybody say crush. I will crush his foes before him and strike those who hate him. Praise God, this is better. And my faithfulness and love will be with him and through my name, his horn, his family, his legacy, his heritage, his lineage will be exalted. Father, we thank you right now, uh, Lord, for your word. It's alive. And we thank you, Lord, for life-giving word. We thank you for instruction and correction. We thank you for reproof. But we thank you, Lord, for life and thanksgiving and praise. And we learned that during worship today on how we could be set free so, Lord, now we're getting ready to get set free. We, we thank you for that. People watching online, getting ready to get set free. People here, people watching later this week, getting ready to be set free. So, Father, we ask right now there be a spirit, Lord, of freedom that enters this place right here. And right now, a spirit of thankfulness, a spirit of praise and thanksgiving. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody in agreement said, amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God. I love God's word. I love God's word. I love what God said. Janie and I were, we've always tried to be people of our word. If somebody said something to us or if we said something to each other, we've tried to honor that. And I, I, I believe that. It's the way I was born and raised, the way her father and mother uh, taught her, her and her siblings. And so it's important that we stand by our word, but it's more important that we know that God stands by his word. God is a God of his word. And so those of you who are note takers, I have some meat for you that you just need to grab a hold of, and then we'll get into some of the battles. The, the first thing I have for you, Thanksgiving paves the way for fresh impartation. You, you need to know that, that when we have a, a thankful heart, God then imparts things into us. Why? Because he knows we're ready to receive. When you're thankful for things, you're ready to receive. It's when we start to complain about stuff that God kind of just steps back for a second and says, okay, am I not doing a good enough job in your life? But when we're thankful, God says, man alive, I'm just going to start pouring some stuff on them. Why? Because they're ready to receive. We're not thankful because of what we are looking for. We're thankful for what God has for us. Anything, anywhere, any shape, anything that, or any place that we're in right now, if we're thankful in a pure and sincere heart, God opens the windows of heaven for us. 
because he wants to use you as a conduit. God is a, a God that wants to go through you. Maybe he wants to go through Grace Church to bless the church in Cherokee. Maybe he wants to go through Grace Church to bless the downtown campus. Maybe he wants to go through Grace Church to free people online that are just listening today, that will be watching later this week. He just wants to free people up. Why? Because that's what he came for to set you free. Whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed, exactly. And so when we recognize there's an impartation through thanksgiving, it paves the way. Okay, God, I thank you for things just the way they are. And someone might say, you're silly. You just lost your job. Your son's hooked on drugs. Your wife just left you. God, I thank you for things just the way they are. There's a fresh impartation getting ready to to go your way. And that impartation is going to be amazing. Now, based on some of the scriptures that we read there, another thing is every time you give thanksgiving, a fresh anointing comes upon you. I read that in the scriptures. This is my son David, whom I'm going to anoint. There's a fresh anointing. There's a, it's new manna. There's a newness within us. We understand within ourselves that it's not us, it's God in us. We give God glory by praise and thanksgiving. It's not always a battle, although we'll talk about battles. It's not always a battle. Sometimes it's just God saying, listen, this person right here, man, they're so thankful. I'm just going to continue to anoint them. They're not fake. I'm just going to continue to anoint them. They're very real. They're very authentic. I'm just going to continue to anoint them. And there's a, a fresh anointing. How many ready for a fresh anointing today? I mean, some of you don't even know what the anointing is, and that's okay. You're so new to the Lord. It's a good thing. Listen, the anointing of God allows you to do things that you could not do on your own. That's just a fresh anointing. God's like, and people, people will try to buy that anointing. People will try to imitate that anointing. People will try to, to combat that anointing. But you know that you've been given a fresh anointing by God Almighty because he loves your thankful heart, because he cares for you. Next one, let's go to the next point very quickly. Then every time you give thanksgiving, God's hand will be on you. We read that in verse number 21 as well. So God's hand is on you. He looks out for you. He takes care of you. It's, it's, it's a, um, I use our children. I use our grandchildren a lot. Our little baby uh, granddaughter, Selah, was up, and we were talking to some people and uh, just getting ready to pray with him. And she looked over at me, and, and Janie Mimi was holding her, and, and she looked over at me, and she grabbed my hand. She just grabbed my, my finger. And there's something in a touch, just like when Jesus touched the leper. If you can, if you can you'll make me holy. He reached out, the Bible says, and he touched him. There's something in a touch. I want to tell you that God loves to touch you. He loves to put his hand upon you, on your shoulder, on your back, anoint your head. He loves to place that hand on you. Every time that you give God thanksgiving, his hand then becomes upon you. That's, that's the word of God. That's not Mark speaking today. That's the, God, that's the God that we serve. He wants to anoint you. He wants to keep his hand upon you. There's a form of protection there. When he says, my hand will be on you, there's a protection in that. Number three, you will never run dry with constant thanksgiving. You will never, ever run dry with constant Thanksgiving. It's, it's our house at dinner time on Sunday afternoon and, and maybe yours. Janie always cooks enough for whatever we're going to have. She seems like she doubles it. She wants everybody to have enough. Well, there's got to be enough, Mark. We've got to have enough of this or enough of that. I said, well, do you, need, you don't need like four vegetables. Let's just get by with one. Well, we just, if we have this and we have that, and, and 
this and we'll just have that. And then we've got to have, we just don't have tea. We've got to have tea and then we've got to have caffeine-free tea. And then, we, you know, some people are over, then we've got to have sweet tea. And then we've got to have, we can't just have Coke. We've got to have Coke and Diet Coke. And then we have to have diet caffeine-free Coke. And then Coke Zero. And then Coke Zero with, with Sherry. And we've got to have Sprite. And she wishes she could find Squirt. And if she could find Squirt, which nobody sells around here, then she'd have Squirt. And then she wants that at the uh, holidays, she likes Sprite Zero and Sprite Regular with the cranberry in it. And she's got to have all that because she doesn't want your plate or cup to run dry. That's God. When God, when you give God thanksgiving and you feel like you're pouring out, he's filling you right back up. It's like, God, I can't do this anymore. No, do it because he's going to fill you right back up. God, I just don't know if I can go through that trial anymore. You keep doing it. God's going to fill you right back up. God, I just don't know if I can thank you, Lord, but my, my life is a wreck. My life is a shame. I got to pass. You keep thanking God, and he'll keep filling you up. He loves you. And how many knows his good and perfect gift? is really going to fill you up. He's a God that we love. He's a God that we serve. Number four, the enemy cannot afflict you with continual thanksgiving. When you have continual thanksgiving in your heart, they, there is not a devil in hell that can, that can keep buying you. Oh, they might mess with you. Oh, they might lie to you. Oh, they might say something about you or, or to you. Or they might deal with your head and your mind. But when you're thankful for God, you can even thank him for the worst trial in your life. You can thank him for the worst thing. Now, I, I tell you, when, when uh, my wife was in the hospital four and a half years ago, and I talk about it periodically, and I talk about it as encouragement, my daughter Jessica, who attends our church, she said, Papa, do, have you read about this, the septus? This is bad stuff, Papa. I mean, people don't live through this stuff. I said, I've not read about it because I don't want doubt to come into my heart. I want to be thankful for God for each and every day. I want to be thankful for God for my wife. And what if God takes her home? I'm going to be thankful for God that there's somebody, one more person on the other side that I'm going to see when I get to glory. There's, I'm going to be thankful for God for things just the way they are, knowing that God's hand is upon me, his blessings are over me, and his love and trust run rapid through me. We have to have a thankful spirit. And I believe a thankful spirit unleashes angelic host to fight off the enemy for you. I believe a thankful spirit magnifies what Christ did on the cross to the enemy. See, we can diminish things in ourselves. If my glasses are cloudy or my vision is blurred, if I, if I can't see something, sometimes I, I'll just, I'll, you know, some people have night blindness or some people need corrective glasses. Mine are progressive so I see better up close until when I look far. And sometimes it'll be, you know, I, I can't see a sign really good. Janie's got tremendous long, far vision. She can read a sign miles away, it seems like. Put something in front of her, she's blind as a bat, man. Like, well, maybe not blind as a bat, but she has a hard time seeing. And so she's dangerous with the remote because she can't see all the buttons. And she's like her baby granddaughter, little sailor. Sailor grabs the remote, she just starts pushing buttons. Oh, baby, don't do that, honey. No, 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 no. Janie, don't do that. No, no, don't. And she gives it to me, and there's 14 different pictures on there. Here, I don't know what's wrong with that stupid TV set. It ain't the TV and it ain't the remote. Sometimes it's our vision. But we know that when we give thanksgiving unto God, that he will continually fight for the enemy. In fact, that one scripture, we don't have to go to it. But let me just remind you what he says. The enemy will not afflict. No evil man will oppress him. I will crush his foes. I will strike those that hate him. My faithfulness and love will always be with him. You serve a God who loves you, church. 
Why wouldn't we wake up every morning with a spirit of thanksgiving in our heart? Why wouldn't we wake, wake up every day? And while I was preparing for this message, many of you know I get up or I wake up several times a week and I pray from three to five. That's just my prayer time. And I was praying one morning. We had a really busy week. Again, my, uh, my sister's uh, husband passed away and they had gotten married four weeks before we did. And so our lives, other than the age difference, our lives paralleled, paralleled each other. Their oldest three kids are the same age as our oldest three kids. And, and uh, they were really good to us when we were young and, and, and dumb and losing jobs and whatever. And so we were driving up and back and the Lord showed me uh, just the, the idea and the power behind uh, a thankful spirit and a, a worshiping spirit. And we see the, the lines in the song where it says, uh, praise and thanksgiving is what our weapons are. That's how we combat. And it dawned on me, and Janie had been playing the song in the car, and she was singing with it, and then she was singing with it at the house, and she was singing just amazing. And we had, I think she shared it in the first service, but not the second service, uh, I had the same problem that I heard the song on the radio version as our son Andrew did and as Janie did. Uh, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. How? <laughs> how do you fight your battles? Because on the a radio version, they don't really tell you how to fight those battles. How do you fight those battles? And it dawned on me when we were singing it and I've seen the words that this is Psalms 23. They're walking us through Psalms 23. How magnificent it is because Psalms 23 in some ways parallels uh, the story that I'm going to end this message with. And so we're going to read Psalms 23, King James Version. So I apologize for that, but this is the way I learned it. This is the way I remember it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You need to see that because in a moment when you're ready to get free, you need to know that David was there. David was right where you might be. David was in the middle of a battle and this is the Bedouin law. The Bedouin law means that there's a sector of people out there that even though they may be the enemy, they make a table for them. They prepare, they invite them in that all bets are off at that time. We're not gonna battle, we're not gonna war. And this is what God's saying. Listen, I'm gonna prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. They will not touch nor harm you. This is how we fight our battles. You may feel surrounded, but God surrounds you. It reminds me very quickly, we'll stay, just stay right there. It reminds me of the story in 2 Kings of Elisha and Gehazi. They're going to go fight a battle, and Gehazi looks up, and there's armies all around them, right? And the armies all around is like, man, there's no way. We don't have a fighting chance. And Elisha says, Lord, open his eyes. And all of a sudden, his eyes are open, and what was surrounding him, God was surrounding them. And it's like, let's go fight now, right? If we could just see with our spiritual eyes sometimes what's taking place and how God has everything in control, we would say, Father, I thank you right now for things just the way they are. Lord, I thank you. You're preparing a table before me, not because you hate me, but because you love me. Because I am yours and you are mine. Thou anoints my head with oil. We'll get into that further. My cup runneth over in verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How precious and sweet is God. 
how precious and sweet. Now, when I was in my prayer time and praying, the Lord gave me the, the, the scriptures or the series of scriptures. They're in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, of Mary in some way, shape, or form, and the alabaster box. You all know the story. How many here heard the story? You know the story. Heard, heard the song, Mary in the Alabaster Box, and it's really probably more of a jar. It probably is about this tall. And you know how Mary breaks the, the jar open, and she pours and anoints the Lord's feet with, with oil and I think it's C.C. Wyden sing the song, and, and Janie sang it many times. It does a wonderful job on it, just on how you don't know oil, you don't know that oil, you don't know that's what's in my box, whatever. And I, and I started to, to pray into it. I said, Lord, what are you trying to show me? Because you're, you're bringing the scripture on my heart for some reason. And, and, I, and Jesus says, I'll talk about that. You'll, people will talk about that scripture forever, and we're talking about it today. And this thing that Mary did, and it was so precious, and the anointing was so precious. And I felt like the Lord started to tell me and show me that, listen, what if were that alabaster box? And so hang with me for a second, because this will be a moment that will hopefully free you when we get the team gets back up here in just a moment to start singing, because I believe freedom's going to hit this place. But what if you're that alabaster box that just needs to be broken? And the brokenness, listen, brokenness is obtained through thanksgiving, because true thanksgiving allows you to know who God really is in your life. True thanksgiving is okay. Listen, see, when we complain, we insult God, okay? When we're jealous, we upset God. But when we're truly thankful, I mean, you're looking at the guy who's, after we moved out of three houses, they tore them down. We, we had a car with no reverse for over six months, and I washed that car every Saturday. I learned how to be thankful for everything that I had. And I would suggest that to some of you today. Stop waiting for when you get something. Start being thankful for what you have. When you're thankful for what you have, God will say, I can bless that guy now. He doesn't serve me because, like Joe, he doesn't serve me for what he has. He serves me for who I am. And that's the whole key to Christianity. That's the key to this walk that we walk in Christ is that, Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing. I've had other pastors tell me, well, if I had your church, I've had your town, if I had this, I have that. Some of them had been able to get that, and they didn't do anything with it. It was a disaster. You know why? Because they weren't thankful. They were looking around. So Mary, what if we're the alabaster box, and what if God, through thankfulness, wants to break us, and then we know that what's inside of us has to come out? Jesus said, it's not what goes into the man that defiles the man, it what comes out. So we know that good or bad things come out of us. What if, just like the alabaster box was broken and oils shed all over the place, the oil here represents, for those you take taking you know, the oil represents blessing and anointing. When you're broken with thanksgiving, God wants to bless and anoint you. It's, all, it's going to happen. You break it open, you, you, you pour it out, and all of a sudden, this, per this person gets blessed, and this person gets anointed, and people are like, what in the world's happening? Why are they, why are they getting all the breaks? Why do they get all the luck? Why are things happening for them? Because they're thankful when they didn't have anything. They're thankful when everything was on the rocks. They're thankful when things didn't, couldn't happen. And when you break open, now listen, that works both ways. Whatever is in you will break you. If you have a spirit of lust in you, that will break you. And then what comes out is fornication and adultery, sexual immorality and perversion. Because you didn't handle it. If you have a spirit of offense, that will break you. And then what comes out, Jesus said, is bitterness, envy, strife. And all of a sudden, spiritual hatred and spiritual murder. Why? Because you've allowed that to break you, but you can ask for forgiveness today, and God will free you up. 
God will take care of you. But if you walk in the spirit of thanksgiving and you break yourself at the foot of the cross and say, dear Lord, I am so thankful for who you are, for what you are in my life, for who you are in my life. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, for, thank you Father, for sending your son Jesus. If we have a spirit of thanksgiving, that becomes powerful. And then what is broken comes from the inside. What's inside of you comes from the outside. And then you write this down. It can neither be contained nor controlled. You know people, and it's like, man, they're, my wife sings, and she'll sing in a spirit of de declaration. She said that earlier. She does it uh, all the time. She'll sing in a spirit of declaration. And so I want someone singing a spirit of declaration over me. I want that spirit of freedom coming over me. When you have someone singing, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. We're starting to declare it. Why? Because what's inside comes out. It can't be contained nor it can be controlled. Can we, we, we want little kids sometimes to, to get up and walk around, then we want them to sit down and shut up. We do that in the church sometimes. We want everything decent and in order. It should be decent in order. Trust me on that one. We need a decent order. But at some point in time, we need to act like the world and just give Jesus a high five. We need to give, take 10 seconds and give Jesus the highest praise that you can. Can we do that? Come on, church, 10 seconds. Just give him a shout out. He's worthy. Everything in you for 10 seconds. He's worthy. Jesus, yes. See, it's not, it's not necessarily spiritual calisthenics. It's just simply saying, man, if your team wins on Saturday or if something happens through the week, you get a big raise or promotion, you're going to be happy and thankful about it. You're going to give somebody a shout-out. And, and God just wants a shout-out every now and then. If you have a heart of thanksgiving, and so what happens, here's what the Lord showed me, that if we're the alabaster box and we allow ourselves to be broken, what's inside of us will come out of us. And if that spirit of thanksgiving is inside of us and that allows us to be broken, then you're looking for blessing and anointing. And if you're looking for blessing and anointing, it can't be contained nor can it be controlled. And what I mean by that is you'll see people just coming in your path blessing your socks off. It's like, man, why in the world does it happen to them? Because they know how to be thankful. And then the very last part before we transition into some really spiritual freedom here, the very last part is then Mary gets on her knees and she's got, she's got what I'm imagining is long flowing hair and she's wiping the feet of Jesus. And I'm always a little bit perplexed about that scripture. I got to be honest with you. But if you understand the culture of the day, the woman's hair was her glory. And what she's saying to the Lord after she's broken herself open, after she's poured oil all over the feet of Jesus, is everything that she has, everything that she's recognized by being glory, she's given it at the feet of Jesus. She's laying her crown at the feet of Jesus. Jesus wants us to lay ourselves at the foot of the cross so that he can revive us, he can heal us, he can love us, he can, he can show us, he can share with us, he can, he can deal with us. And so where she was wiping her, his feet with her hair, he would like us to do the same. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we start to look like, and I'll tell this, I shared it with the first service, or we can polish our talents so well that it becomes like we are anointed. Hear me. We polish our talents. We do everything just right, and we look really good. We polish our marriage really good. It looks like to everybody that we have a really good marriage. We polish our finances really good. It looks to everybody that we have really good finances. We polish our life really good, and it looks really good like we have everything in order. God wants us just the way that we are. 
And he wants us in a thankful spirit with a thankful heart and a thankful attitude. And if we are thankful in that realm, if we say, okay, God, here I am, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm just a bucket of mess right here. And I, but I thank you that you're hearing my prayers. I thank you that you're, you're saving me. I thank you that you're forgiving me. I thank you that, Lord, you're, you're working me over. And Mary, look at Mary was in the room with at least scripturally at least 17 other people, 12 disciples and Jesus. That's 13. Mary, Martha, and uh, Lazarus. That's 16. And then Simon the leper, that's 17. So in the room with at least 17 other people, Peter had walked on water along with Jesus. Peter, James, and John saw Jesus get transformed. Simon was healed of leprosy or he wouldn't have been in the room. And Lazarus was raised from the dead. These are some of the who's who's throughout all of scripture. They may have said at that point in time, what does she think she's doing? In fact, some of them had murmured about her motives. What, what does she do? She could give that, we could sell that. We could give, we could give that money to the poor. The poor you always have with you, Jesus said. And so when you operate in the spirit of thanksgiving, sometimes people don't know or understand how you're handling things. People don't even understand maybe what you're going through, but you're thanking God and all of a sudden things happen. People may have, a, have an opportunity to, to murmur and complain about you. They did it with, with Peter when he got out of the boat and walked on water. I'm sure the other 10 thought, how dare him? He's shown us up. When James and John with their mama came to Jesus that night and, and Jesus says, what do you want? I want one to sit here and I want one to sit here. And Jesus said, that's not mine to give. When the other 10 found out about it, Matthew, the 20th chapter, when the other 10 found out, they were angry, they were mad. I think they were mad because they didn't think of it first. The scriptures are clear that sometimes when people come in an operating of thanksgiving, they're, they're, they're joyful in their spirit, they're hungry in their heart, they're thankful for all that they are in Christ, not thankful for all that they are. Thankful for all that they have in the Lord, not thankful for all that they have. They bless God for what God's doing in them and through them and how he's using them. They're so thankful. When you are thankful, it goes back then to that psalm. She prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I want you to stand this morning. Every person here, if you just go ahead and stand, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Just meditate on the Lord. I want you to be honest, not with me. I want, I want you to be honest with God and yourself. If you say, hey, Pastor, I, I feel like I'm fighting a battle. I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. If you feel like you're fighting a battle, just be honest, man. So just, just be honest. Now, if you raise your hand, I'm asked for one bold step because I believe this is where the freedom comes. I want you to come stand across the front. If you raise your hand, I just want you to come up here and just stand right now, right here, right now. Just come and stand across the front. This is where freedom's gonna take place, right here. Because you're making a movement, you're making, you're taking a moment. You're saying, "Hey, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." And the battle doesn't have to be you. The battle could be for somebody else. The battle, you're just a part of the battle. But if you're in this battle today, this is how we fight our battles right here with praise and thanksgiving. So I want you to close your eyes as, as people come forward. Keep coming forward. Keep walking forward. As people come close, close your eyes. You find one thing just to be thankful for right now. Thank you, Lord, for, for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for people who care. Thank you, Lord, for the boldness to step out. Thank you, Father, for, for just being able to fight the fight. Thank you, Lord, that I haven't given up yet. Thank you, Lord, that I, there's another day. There's another moment. There's another breath. Thank you, Father, that, that we're here today. I just want to be find something to be thankful for. In just a moment, we're going to sing 
you. Nobody's going to come and pray on you. Nobody's going to lay hands on you. We are simply just going to praise God together. We're going to offer everything that we have. We're going to do what the Bible says. We're going to do what the song says. We're going to do what our heart says. We're going to praise and give God thanksgiving. You've given God thanksgiving right now. If you're comfortable doing so, whether you're up front or in your seat, just raise your hands towards heaven. As Janie and Tim begin to sing, I want you then to start to praise God. And, she, and we're going to declare this. We're going to declare and we're going to shout, God, you are on our side. And because you're on our side, there is going to be freedom in our life right here and right now in Jesus' mighty name.
that. Just see it falling down, the glory of God, the presence of God that would stop by Grace Church this morning and say, I got you. I got you. If you just fight your battle with worship and praise and thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Just say it with me one more time. I'm surrounded by Sharon right now, she, she's watching online. Um, Lord, 
Lord, battling issues, but we just come against every issue that the stronghold of the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but you come that she would have life and that more abundantly. So we just agree right now with every person, the Lord especially Sharon right now, Lord, who has deep issues right now that she needs a miracle. So Lord, just come Holy Spirit, breathe, just breathe upon her. even cancer today that are battling. I just speak against that in Jesus' name. Spirit of depression, I bind you in Jesus' name. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. So let us get in your presence so that joy will overtake the depression, the anxiety that wants to rise up. The Spirit of the Lord wants to breathe upon that. Lord, we speak against that. This is how we fight those addictions in our lives, through praise. So this week, Lord, we're just going to praise you, and we're just going to worship you. All week long, we're just going to be waiting for our miracles to take place. And when things rise up and they don't look good, we're just going to say, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight. It's through the blood. It's through thanksgiving. It's through praise. situation, no matter what comes up. Lord, I just ask that this word this morning would come into our hearts and our spirits and would just, just resound like a symbol. Just keep going off. Every time something comes up, this is how I find my battle. It's through praise and thanksgiving. Every time, Lord, something happens this week and they find a place where they could have discouragement or anxiety or something rise up, they're going to hear, this is how I fight it. Praise and thanksgiving. I declare that, I call that forth. You are good and your love never fails. So I bless you today with each and every person. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise for everything we are, everything you're making us, everything you're designing us, everything you wanna do in our lives. To God be the glory, to God be the praise. We bless your holy name. Lord, this week just let us be broken, so humble because you love us bless you today in Jesus name. Amen. Have an awesome week y'all. We love you so much. Be blessed and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.